welcome to this episode of Clarity Generates Confidence. We're here in season five and that our focus this season has been shifting from defense to offense. And I'm really delighted to have this next two people who are guests of ours. This is a first for me. And as I was telling our, our guests today, I'll introduce in just a second. This is the first time I've had two people on together and they're also husband and wife that work together. So we'll get to know a little bit about those dynamics. But I'm really delighted that I've got to know Sue and Craig Ritchie of the Ritchie Property Management in Reston, Virginia, just outside of Washington, DC. And Sue is the principal broker and owner and Craig, her husband, is the chief operating officer. He also says completely flexible. I don't know what that totally means, but we'll may find out a little about that and also owner. So Craig and Sue, welcome. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, well, this is great. And, uh, you know, I've got to know you a little bit at, uh, at Strategic Coach, and I was kind of thinking about you because in a, in a weekend, a week or two is the is the F1 race. And I believe that you took the families to the F1 race. Was it last year or the year before? So Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. And my, my son-in-law is quite a big F1 fan. So he and my daughter are going to an F1 party, but I, it got me thinking about you guys. So delighted that we're uh, recording around this time. So cool. Yeah, that was a blast. It was it was a lot of fun. We'll be watching again from Canada, but from the other coast. Ah, you're going to be in the West Coast this time? We're going to be in Vancouver. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A, lo- a long way from the noise. <laughs> a little, way, little ways away, but I'll still be watching. So what was it like? I mean, I, I know I didn't was one of my questions. What was it like? I've never only I've only watched some ever. What's it like to be there on the on the ground at an F1 race like that? Uh, it is exhilarating. I mean, the energy, the the speed that these cars travel at, the just the skill of the drivers is amazing. The technology is amazing. The whole the crowd brings a lot of energy to it that you don't get on TV. Of course, you don't get all the views and everything. TV gives you the best visual coverage, but but the energy of the track and the the excitement of seeing it live gives you a whole new appreciation of the the talent and and technology both. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, the people, the, it's such a variety of people that are there too. This was the second, actually a second F1 race we've been to. Each track is different. I mean, <clears throat> it's really, it's really exciting. People are cheering them on like fans at a football game. Like, it's, it's really fun. I can imagine. So I know that just, just recently, the same too, my daughter, Christy and her husband, John, they, for my recent birthday, they bought me this exotic car supercar experience and john john was one that really wanted to go so we got a chance to drive we got a chance to drive four cars up through the niagara escarpment which is kind of cool beautiful beautiful saturday warm day we got to drive a seven hundred eighty-five thousand dollar lamborghini mclaren 570 nice porsche rs8 and the audi rs8 and the and a porsche 911 and i gotta tell you they set up pace cars there were four of us the four cars are all in the same order and yeah. he would go out in front and leave us room and just just ripping through the gears on that sort of thing and getting <laughs> it going i thought whoa this was kind of fun you know i wasn't supposed to redline it but i redlined it three times in the same season <laughs> going up <laughs> i'm sure you're not the only one that sounds like a great day <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot of fun and and then not to be not John wasn't enough because his father also had his birthday around mine and it was a special birthday too. And so he just took them out to the track just to Northeast of Toronto in Bowmanville and they got to ride several, several laps around the track. He said that was pretty exhilarating. So that's what got me thinking about racing and you two kind of connected with it. So totally, totally off track, but the, the energy behind those, you know, those vehicles is just, it's really quite something. So it is, it's amazing. And the intensity and the competition, it's all, it's all a thrill to watch. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, thanks for sharing that piece. I know that a little off, a little off track, but I always, I always love that part of things. So, you know, how did, how did you two get started in all this? I know Sue from your videos that on there, one of the things you said you started as an agent in, in, in the real estate business. Is that how you got started, Sue? I did. You know, it's <clears throat> for Craig and me, we, we've been together since college and we took a real estate class in college. It's always been something that's been interesting to us. And we didn't, I didn't pursue that. Neither did Craig right after college. We both went into corp, the corporate world because we thought <clears throat> that's what we wanted to do. And that was technology. That was a, that was a big telecommunications that was growing at the time in the early nineties, but pretty soon it wasn't long before I realized this is not what I'm really passionate about. And so at the time I was home with two, two babies and I was st staying home, but <clears throat> I am the type of person that just wants to continue to do something. And so I just had somebody, a friend who she was our realtor. She was like our, our, another mother to us, a very close friend. So why don't you just help me? And then I was like, okay, I'll help you. And then she said, you'd be good at this. Why don't you get licensed? And I, at the time I was like, nope, the realtors were so unprofessional and, and it just, and finally I was like, okay, why not? I just, I'll do it. And before long, I just, I loved it figured out how to do that with two babies at home. Craig was still working a full-time job, but within a few years he quit and came to work with us. And then we never looked back. So, yeah. So what did you love about it, Sue? And I'll come to you, Craig and just saying, so what did you love mm -hmm. about that? So for me, I just loved the thrill of like helping people connect with things and making deals happen. It's still the thing that makes me excited. The routine of the process is for me, it always gets in anything, not, not old, which is why I still like to keep changing things, but it, it gets, it gets routine, but the, but the excitement of making deals happen that never gets old. So I still like doing that. And I, I liked, I liked the people part of it. I liked, I was good at figuring out what people wanted and matching them. I always said, if I wasn't a real estate agent, I think I'd be a good matchmaker or a good headhunter because it's the same thing of putting people together. And so I just, I love that. I loved it when people were so happy when they got something and it, and that you could be a part of that. So yeah. that was a big passion. Yeah. But, well, you know, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's it. So, well, people, people can't see, but the smile and the energy was really, really great for that. So, so Craig, how did you get come into this? Did you get pulled into this? Did you get dragged into no, this? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I was uh, very happy to join. Like Sue said, we've always loved real estate. And, you know, I remember we both double majored and stayed at school five years partly to stay at school five years and partly for the double major. But in that fifth year, we went to visit some friends who had graduated and they were living in, in a six unit building in Richmond. And we stayed the weekend with them. And I wake up Saturday and there's a guy outside just kind of tidying up and stuff. I said, who's that? I said, oh, he's the landlord. He owns the whole building and, you know, rents out all the units. And my brain started working. I'm like, oh, so he's getting all the money from this building every month. And they're like, yeah, that's his retirement. I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. And so, you know, although I had always been interested in real estate, that like that moment kind of showed me the obvious that that if you invest early and have this, you can really create an income for the future and an asset that continues to grow while it's giving you income. So, you know, we the, the interest was always there. We've always been entrepreneurial. Sue went into it with our mentor and and, you know, just was doing so well. I was in a technology company managing 40 some clients or 40 some consultants off at client sites. And it took her, I don't know, a year to 18 months to start making more than me because she was just killing it in this business. 
And it gave me the opportunity to leave the corporate world and to go do, you know, go join her. Yeah. Did you ever look back? No, no. You know, it's, it's funny because my mother had very different circumstances. There's been a lot of entrepreneurialism in our family tree, but not at her generation. And so when I told her that I was leaving my safe job and going to work with Sue and she said, well, I guess if, if, you know, if it doesn't work out, you can always go back and get a real job. Uh, <laughs> and I said, I remember saying, mom, if, if you see me going back to get a real job, you better bring groceries. Cause I'm already hungry. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that because when my, I didn't really know right away, but when my father became an entrepreneur, it was at a time when became an entrepreneur because you couldn't keep a job and it was it wasn't anything that was revered or thought it would be useful right. or practical and i remember when when he passed away a number of years ago and 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 we were having the service at the house and some of his family came in and i started talking about what i was doing yeah he says you're just a chip off the old block and i said what did my father did all of these things because he went to work one day stopped his job, started a business and went to work the next day. Nothing yep. was ever said. So I, I can understand how your mother would feel about that sort of thing. So, yeah. you know, went, it's, it's, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting that both our families have always been very supportive of, of us and they mm -hmm. come from similar, similar backgrounds for not taking risk. Craig's mom was a divorced mom. She was a school teacher and she did, she did very well, but she, she needed the stability. My parents, my dad has three master's degrees. <laughs> came from India, you know, and he's an engineer and he had a good job. And, but my mom always was, is the one who has, she, she always had ideas, but <clears throat> really didn't at the time, we couldn't really execute them because she, this is back in the seventies, the right. Coming from another country. So, and, and many people do do this, but <clears throat> she didn't, but as we started doing things, she would throw ideas and we followed through with a few things, different things that she's had over the years. But I think my parents, and even Craig's mom, I mean, my parents knew how I was wired. I was wired like this from a young age and they always supported it. I mean, Craig and I out of school, we, before we went in telecom, we took all commission jobs in an industry where we were like, now I look back and think, what were we even doing? Like we had no context. We couldn't build, you know, a network. I mean, but we just did it. And yeah, okay. we, we actually started our own business in college too, for for a little while, it didn't go anywhere, but it taught us a lot. You know, it it was uh, it was a good experience. So well, we taught our kids to, you know, really just go for it. You know, we're there, we're supportive, and anyway, yeah, you know, it. I was just having a, a conversation today with a woman that came in, and we in Canada we have a thing called the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, which is the largest lobby lobby group in North America for entrepreneurs and independent business, mm -hmm. even over anything in the United States, because it uh, operates all across the country. So I've always been very supportive of them. And she was telling her story about the same thing that, you know, she was kind of wired to do this, was in business with her husband and they split up. And then she's got into this because she always liked to support the small business. And I looked at it and go, you know, that's so important because entrepreneurs are people that are just wired differently. Yeah. You, you, maybe the wires don't connect. I don't know what it is, you know, and there's a spark that has to go between those two wires, you know, that other people have to connect them. So that thing flows. And, you know, it's just, it's, we can't, we can't say why, you right. know, you can't say, well, this is going to work. Well, we all know it's going to work. We just don't know how it's going to work or when it's going to work or what it yeah. looks like when it's going to work. Right. But we just have that, 
faith that it's going to work. And I say, thank goodness, not many people can do that. We're, we're part of a breed that just somehow we come about. And, you know, Craig, I, as you know, and I've, I've, I've taught entrepreneurs now for quite a number of years. And I used to say early on that I could teach somebody to be an entrepreneur. And I was totally wrong. <laughs> I can teach somebody to come to the edge of the cliff, but I can't teach them to jump. <laughs> right. Yep. right. They have to, they have to want to jump, but, yeah. but let's come back to you. So you guys, you guys get together, pull together. You bought, you know, you've got, you bought some of your own buildings to begin with at first. Is that how it, is that how this got started? Because, you know, investing and in owning buildings and then property management, I can see the connection, but there had to be something that, is there something that got you into that field that, that, moved you over towards the property management side. Yeah. yeah, that was that would be the real estate crash. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 what that's what made it grow. You can answer that question, Craig. I mean Yeah, I think there really was a a bit of a natural cross crossover and then it was accelerated. So we were buying properties and investing. You know, we bought some with friends and and shared that. We flipped some. We did a bunch of different things as the market was going crazy and and growing so fast in the in the uh, early two thousands. And just in two thousand six, who got her broker's license and just figured it was good to have more education and have that option. And then you know we started not having anywhere good to tell our clients to put their property for management. We didn't have any good companies to refer them to. We were talking with a group of other realtors who we kind of, you know, would meet up and do mastermind type thought sharing, idea sharing. They didn't have anywhere good. We said, all right, let's do this. Because I've always been very hands-on knowledgeable about how to repair and do things so I can get a contractor in to do things. The, the problem I had when we started was I wanted to do everything myself, but I've learned not to do that. But, you know, we started this up. And it was only going to be a sideline thing for our clients and for a few clients that that our friends sent to us. And it really just kept growing and growing. And so we had a handful of properties when the market crashed and we were really scraping and struggling. You know, we were producing income, not at the level we had been, but the property management piece just kept rolling. Wow. It just kept rolling. And, it you know, it wasn't enough to to do everything for us, but it paid the mortgage. We realized there's a value in that stability. And so we really kind of focused on it and kept growing it. And then we've acquired businesses since then. We've grown organically and and we just kept kept pushing it. And now it's turned around in that we are doing more and more sales. And almost all of them are as a result of the property management. So, you know, the property management is still, I mean, has been for many years the biggest piece, but it went from real estate sales, feeding property management to property management being almost everything. And now property management is feeding sales too. So it's an interesting cycle that it's gone through as it matured. Well, and, and Sue, maybe this comes back to this. Maybe this relates to your three pillars you talked about, because you talked about property, mm -hmm. profitability, and liability. So the, you know, the, is the, I've got, Craig, from what you were saying, I'm thinking about this and I'll come over to Sue here and say, you know, now that because the, the property management can lead to sales because of what you do to be able to manage that property that becomes right. valuable for the owner. So, so maybe talk about that piece of it for us. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for us, we, we really act as a one-stop shop for people so that, you know, with three pillars, I could separate that out a little bit. I mean, <clears throat> when we manage people's properties, we're looking at the property, right? We're looking at their financials and we're, we're taking care of their liability. <clears throat> Those things all, 
they interrelate between whether we're helping them purchase an investment property or then provide ongoing management. And I think for us, we have a unique set of skills because we do have so much experience in the sales side, but a lot of in, the, <clears throat> excuse me, in the other, in the management side, they're very different, but they cross over and to have both and really understand when one changes and how to advise your clients is, is a big part of what we, th- we feel like we bring that might be different than, than other people, you know, who are, who are, you know, and so, the, so those pieces of it, those pillars, it, it, they all overlap. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe if I relate to this a little bit, say who knows the property better than you when you're going to go to sell something? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we have a relationship with the tenant. I mean, there's a lot of ease to the process because we, we do know, quite a bit about it, but we also know we have a, you know, we, we know what to do, how much to do. We understand the market on the sales side. We understand the market on the rental side. And it just, it's easy. I mean, half of the people that we work with now, they don't live here. We don't even, they don't see the property. They just engage us to help them and they know us and trust us. And we just are able to do it. I, it's, it's a very unique situation, not one from the beginning when we were doing sales where you handhold, literally we're handholding people so much because the business was so different then. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's very different now. So, so Craig, how has this business changed, you know, from that time from, how's it changed? So I think that there has definitely been a, a big upturn in the professionalism and use of technology within property management in the time that that we've been in it. You know, we started 2006. We were kind of dabbling and trying to figure out how to do things our own way. Dabbling might be too light a word. We were, we were serious, but we were trying to figure it all out ourselves. We got involved with our association a few years later, started learning very quickly, and before long started actually saying, all right, this can be better and that can be better. And uh, other people, I think, were were at that transition at the same time. So a lot of things in the industry really accelerated. So, you know, back then there were probably three decent software products out there for managing the business and a handful, two or three or four others that were, were okay at best. Now there are probably 30 products out there, 30 or 40. And there are probably 50 or 100 kind of ancillary and support services and software packages that that can add value. And so, you know, not only have we gone through the process of building our systems and building the way we use all this this software and technology, we've also gotten the the acceleration of having all these other inputs that that can can speed it up for us and and we've been I think very good at at consistently improving the way we do things. And that's that's really what we try to do to differentiate ourselves is just try and, and do it better. I mean, a lot of potential customers kind of look at us as a commodity service. Uh, you're just going to, you're going to take a rent check, you're going to fix the toilet when it breaks. And anybody can kind of check that list and do those things. But it really should be a lot more than that. And a lot of things that that some companies don't even think about are really important. Uh, the liability piece, you know, you you do one wrong move, somebody could lose, you know, a bad lawsuit, lose their whole business. And, and I mean, the property is their business. That's one thing I think is different about us. They could lose the property, but that could also dive into their personal life and hurt them you know, on that side too. And, you know, we're just always trying to create all the process and systems 
to help prevent that and make sure that people have the coverage to to prevent that as well. I was just going to add to that and to say, you know, the the real estate industry, when people think of real estate, they think, oh, this is glamorous. This is like, this is sexy. It's going to make me money. When you think of property management, it's like, ugh, who wants to do that? And this, and it used to be property management was like this stepchild of real estate, like the the person in the back room that did the property management in a in a big real estate office, and everybody else was in their fancy suits and cars. But honestly, the this the non sexy business is is pretty darn sexy when it, when you get down to it because it it gives the stability it gives the the just so much of what we've just been talking about but i think you know for it's also that it was like craig said it's a, a lot of people think this is what you do okay yeah i need you to collect this you answer the call from the tenant what we're really working to do is really change that shift like we are managing our our clients real estate wealth we are managing their wealth. If we have that one piece of their whole portfolio, we are going to do a darn good job and help them grow that piece of it as much as they can. And that we take very seriously. And that's the kind of shift we want them to have. And we want to convey through all of, through our marketing, through our talking to people. And so we're putting a lot more things together to provide that kind of value. So they see us differently as the as an advisor. So we can show them, look, your asset's done this, it's done this. But I know, oh, by the way, we've had these expenses to fix your toilets and stuff, but your asset has performed like this. And that's that's a very different way to approach this than I think a lot of companies do. Well, and you're also I'm their excited. marketing. You're also their marketing arm. I mean, Me? yes. Yeah, well, because you are the front face to all of their clients or their tenants, I should put that way, and the people that yes. are renting in the building. And the other one is, is that, is that I think most owners take a great deal of pride in their building. And, you know, they may drive, they may not go to it very much, but maybe if they drive by it or see a picture, they want to see that. You look after that. So not only right. say, look after what that asset, you look after that piece for them. So it's a, it's a pretty big role in, yeah. in a sense. In fact, let me put it into context. The last count that I had that you were managing 700 properties. So, right. so you put it, so this has got to be one, heck of an organizational or backstage structure, Craig, that you've been able had to pull together to be able to effectively do all of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely grown. Um, and the number, you know, fortunately for us, the number we're managing keeps growing. And, you know, kind of back to that, what you were saying uh, about us, about their pride in it. We look at it like a business, as I was saying, the home that they're renting is the product. We are the business manager. The client who owns that home is the business owner. The tenant who rents that house is the customer. You have to Love keep it. your product in great shape. You have to keep your customer happy. If you have a bad customer, it's okay to part ways, but you have to try and keep your customers happy as much as you can all the time. But if you, you know, if you let the product slip, your customer base is going to slip too. And there's an old saying that that our our director of operations uses is. If you have a rat's nest, it's going to attract rats. So. <laughs> yeah, and I, I had a real estate agent in a place that we bought a long time ago. He said, the place needs a shake. He goes, <laughs> we, we got we got to shake this up and make it look like something. Yep. You know, that's, I, so I kind of make, it kind of, what Craig was saying kind of made me think of a visual. I could see, you know, how, how, do you, how does this relate from the business perspective? I think it's a, a very interesting thought in terms of, presenting that as your your unique process in that sense of how you look at it because you know we talked about mindset shift and it, mm -hmm. that's that's clearly you're right people don't think of the 
property management as the sexy end of the business. I know I was in the cleaning business for a few years and they didn't look at that either, you know, the office and commercial <laughs> cleaning. So that right. wasn't the sexiest part. Yeah, that's the invisible part. Happens <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, it's it's invisible till something till the toilet doesn't work. Right. <laughs> which, which I've been cleaning a toilet at five o'clock in the morning in my suit before the inspection. So okay, I got right, what's right. going up. So yeah, if we're doing our jobs well, it's invisible. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's kind of the way it should be. No, you know what? That's really important to say, because we don't we only recognize in those situations when there's a problem. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we've had this expression at our office here. We measure everything from 100 percent. I know at Coach, we talked about being the gap in the gain. But the reality is we measure things and you do, too. You measure it from 100 percent. Right. And it, and anything that gets missed means we weren't quite at a hundred percent in our case, product quality, or in your case, what, but things got missed. So, right. Cool. Right. so I want to deal with one other subject in a few minutes. We got husband and wife, you work together and you, I know you, I know you've been together since you've been in college. It's a really cute story. I know that what's That's great. You're great to see both of them. How does it work? Uh, Sue, I'm going to start with you. How does this, how do you make this all work? Well, it works a lot better now <clears throat> than it used to. <laughs> that's, that's why I started with Sue first. I wanted to get the story out. <laughs> and I started with the positive. I, started, I, was, I was a little worried about what I, she was going to say. <laughs> I know. Honestly, it's, I mean, we, we both have the same why, right? I mean, and that's a big, that's really important. It's, you know, we, we have learned through all kinds of DISC and Colby and all kinds of other, you know, per, what do you call it? Assessments that how we are different, how we're wired, how we should be working together. And that doesn't happen overnight. It takes, it takes time. You know, I am a ready fire aim person. Craig is a, I'm getting ready. I'm still getting ready. I'm getting ready. He's getting faster. I am getting more I'm getting slower, not slower. No, mellow, we, mellow. Can we use the word mellow? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do it. We're measured. But we know, <laughs> Thank you, Craig. We know where we how we are and we, you know, it takes work. It's just like work in your marriage. It takes work in any business relationship, whether that's marriage, it just adds that extra dynamic. It's a little bit hard to separate. Used to be, you know, we'd, we would go to dinner and we would say, okay, we're not going to talk about work, but somehow we still talked about work. (laughs) I, I don't think we do that as much. We have lots of fun things, travel, friends, social life. We have a really robust other part of our non work life. And so that, that's great for us, but it's, you know, it's, it has come. I mean, I wouldn't change it for a minute. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Yeah. Awesome. Aww, thank thank you. you. That's cute. <laughs> Craig, what about, what about you? How have you found it in your end? Cause you, you came into the business kind of, yeah. as you said, sec- a- afterwards. And so, but yeah. you both bring different skills. That's the thing that I really always appreciate. That's the, I think it was really accepting that and acknowledging that because, you know, we both think that our way is better most of the time and our way isn't always the same, (laughs) but you know, when we learn to divide responsibilities is when it works best. And so there have been times where things are in transition and in change, and it's not clear. We haven't made it clear even amongst ourselves, who's responsible for what, and then we're telling each other how to do it. And then, then, you know, then we're fighting about it, but as long as we're clear about who's got what responsibility, we can work well together and, and, you know, I'll give my input and then she'll ignore it and do what she wants. <laughs> I just have to accept that because it's not my risk. I don't have to take responsibility for that piece. <laughs> uh, totally. It sounds, it sounds perfect on that side. That's the way it's got to work. 
but I'm very polite and gentle when I give my in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so do we get a rebuttal or is this, you know, I know it's not the debate, but <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all in good humor, but it's, I mean, honestly, it's just, it's, it's good. I mean, there's going to be challenges no matter what it's, it's, I think staying in our lane is key and, and realizing, and as the business has grown, that's become easier because when it's smaller and everybody does a little bit of everything and is involved in all these decisions, it's, it's mm -hmm. harder to like figure out how to separate it. As it grows, it naturally um, sort of needs people to oversee things. And for us between Craig, me and our director of operation, we each fall very clearly in certain areas. And so that has made things even easier, you know, to, to separate. We're doing what we like doing the most in the business. And that also makes it more fun. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really has been, the growth has been, I think, very good for us in that way, just like Sue saying, because David is our director of operations. He's been such a big add to the team because he brings in skills that neither one of us have. Like we've always, you know, as an entrepreneur, you start out, you do everything, right? As you grow, you start to remove some of those responsibilities. And so, you know, we've been able to take the things that neither one of us were great at and he's been able and basically give them to him and he's been able to do them well, which is exactly what we were hoping for. And what, what he's been able, you know, he, he takes the things that, that we've been doing at a four and he does them at a nine, eight, nine, 10. And it's better for the company, better for us, you know, better for the employees. And he just, he's, he sees himself as a coach, right? He puts everything in the, in the, I put it in, you know, your property is your business. He sees the business as a team and it's great the way he does that. So it's been, been good for us to learn together with him and to help him also learn more about the business side of things. So it's been really a good partnership between us and also to have that third person in there, you know, that, that sometimes gets the deciding vote, you know, so we, you never know which two will be together on something because there is a lot of what we do with it where, you know, any two of us could pair up on one side of an, an agreement and then we just, we respect the other side. Well, I think that the key one is the word respect. So what's next? What's, what kind of, I, I, clearly feel there's lots of energy and lots of enthusiasm for coming. So maybe just quickly, Sue, what's next for? Well, I think, you know, we will continue to refine and grow, add to the team, make what our core business is as good as it can be. That's, and, and not stop, but continue to continue to improve that, add value for our clients. But I think we are very, we see the, the market shifting for sure. I think there's going to be opportunities in a variety of different ways to invest in real estate. So we are, we are definitely looking at that. That's those are the kinds of things we want to bring to to our clients to to teach them and create those opportunities. I think that's some of what's next in the next coming years. You know, the there are so many offshoots of different things. For me, it's it's you know I have a book that I wrote that's going to be finished that's finishing up that'll become out. I have a real estate course that on property management. So people that, who are managing their own property, there isn't a lot of concise, condensed information on how to do this. I put that together for them. I would love to launch a podcast with our son. He and I kind of talking to different investors, different other markets. I mean, a variety of things. So those, those kind of, those are fun projects for me, but that just can take the, this 20, 30 years of knowledge that we have and 
help share it. That's awesome. So, so Craig, we're coming to the end. I, I started with Sue, but I'm going to give you the last word. Might be the only time you get the last word. So <laughs> I know it is. I've been married for 40 years, so I get that. Grew up with a household no, of full no of sisters. No oh. comment. Yeah, thank you. So, Craig, what I, I my question is a little bit for you. What is a, one thing you'd like to say that hasn't been said so far that you'd like to leave the, the audience with? Both of you have been terrific today. What would you like to leave? Thank you. I, you know, I think that that some of the questions that you ask us not not just today but the things that you ask us in coaching and otherwise are the the types of thought provoking things that that anybody who's in a business or even doing their own investments needs to stop and think about and it's you know what are you doing how are you doing it and why are you doing it a lot of people kind of hit a quick answer and and start running and it's easy to go down the wrong track and run pretty far before you realize you're on the wrong track. So, you know, I think that that a lot of what we've been doing, one of the things you had you had asked us, I think in an email recently, you know, and it goes back to the moving from defense to offense. You know, it it's kind of what are you doing that that is a move from defense to offense, and that that whole approach of of analyzing has brought us into this this thought process over the past several years. And it's always been there in the back of the head, but now it's really coming out that we are that wealth advisor. We are the business manager who's, who's advising the wealth. And so I think there's great value for us as a company. And I think there's great value for us to give to our clients through that. But I also think for any entrepreneur or any, you know, owner of investments, there's value in just rethinking those questions, you know, awesome. figure out where you want to go. Well, thank you. We've come over to our time. It's been awesome to have both of you with me. So thank you so much, Sue and Craig, for joining me today. Okay. Thank you. It was Fun. great. And, and to our audience out there, until next time, please stay safe and stay healthy.